Good morning. We are in With One Voice, page 46, and we uh, begin with the gathering song, hymn 718, in With One Voice, here in this place. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. In the Word was life, and life was life The Word became flesh and lived among us, full of truth and
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you sent your Son to proclaim your kingdom and to teach with authority. Anoint us with the power of your Spirit that we do bring good news afflicted. Please be seated for the readings. The first reading is from the third chapter of Jonah. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. And Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by, by going a day's journey. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming 40 days of, and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring, in, bring on them the destruction he had threatened. This is the word of the Lord. The hymn is 733 in With One Voice, Our Father, We Have Wandered.
The second reading is from the seventh chapter, 1 Corinthians. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. Now on those who are wise who live as they do not, those who mourn as if they did not, those who are happy as if they were not, those who buy something as if it was not theirs to keep, those who use the things of the world as if it not engrossed in them, for the word is, is for the world is in its present in its present form is passing away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise for the gospel affirmation. Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, his brother Andrew, casting a net into the lake where they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little far, uh, farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. The hymn of the day is hymn 784. Please be seated.
God's grace, His mercy, and His peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, beyond listening to God's Word, what else is there? And you say, wait just a minute. There's a lot more. There's a lot more. There's things to do. And there's responsibilities. And there's all of those things. Well, I still make the statement, without listening to God's Word, what is there? That's what gives us the ultimate purpose in life. And indeed, we have some Scripture passages that seem kind of very hard to, to read in the face of all of the things we have to do. The first place, I like the way in the first reading that we started off, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Because the first time was a disaster. You remember that? What did Jonah do? He went to the sea. You know why he went to the sea? Because it was common belief in those days that no God ruled the seas. This was a big eye-opener to Jonah and all of those people in the boat. And indeed, every time God did something to the sea, it was significant. The sea listens, listens to God. And what did Jonah have to do? Well, in essence, Jonah had to die. The first time the word of the Lord came to Jonah, he was swallowed by a special fish that God probably created so that he could, uh, he could uh, I guess, survive in the fish. Um, I mean, use your imagination on what kind of a three-day journey that was. And the fact that Jonah got thrown up on the shore as a final how-do-you-do goodbye. And then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Oof! Better listen to the word of the Lord. But Jonah, of course, he, he wasn't all done because he didn't like Nineveh. I don't know why he didn't like Nineveh. But after he preached to Nineveh, and then Nineveh repented, Jonah went out and sulked in the shadow of some bush because it was a barren land there, and he asked God to take his life. Well, God had already, in essence, taken his life. But Jonah was unhappy and sulky, moody. And God had some more words for him. Does that maybe sound familiar? I don't know if it does or not. I don't know what kind of sulkers we are, but boy, we can really, we can really sulk. We can. And this world is going to die of its sulkery. Because when we look at God and we say, why haven't you done such and so? And if God would do such and so, finally we would say, Lord, the house is dirty. Why haven't you swept it? And there we have the tail wagging the dog. God is almighty. 
God speaks and it comes into existence, including you and me. So what else is there than God's Word? Listening to God's Word. Just, maybe should we dwell on the, on the epistle reading? Brothers and sisters, time is short. Those who have wives and wives who have husbands should live as though they do not. Well, wait a minute, Lord, I have, I have a spouse and I took a vow to love, to cherish sickness, health, all of those things. And now you're telling me I should act as if I don't have one. For those who mourn as if they did not, well, now is the time of mourning. We, we hear time and time again of people dying. They're here one day and then all of a sudden they get sick and then they die. There's a lot of mourning, and the nation made that known at the end of the year. Oh, we can't get rid of 2020 soon enough. But now 2021 is here. What will that bring? Well, in essence, it'll bring us closer to God calling us home, as does every day. What is there other than God's Word to listen to? Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. Those who use things, the things of the world, as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. And there it is. There it is. Now, what that means is don't let anyone distract you from listening to God's word. It doesn't mean that we should ignore all of these things because we certainly do live in a context where we have lots of balls in the air, do we not? And so sometimes that's enough, but in keeping the balls going in the air, don't forget the Word of God. Don't, don't get so engrossed in all that you have to do and the troubles that the world brings and the fatigue and all of these things that you say, God, it's your fault, and leave God. That happens far too often where people get so engrossed in what they're doing and their own cares and their own burdens and their own wishes for the world that they look at God, shake their fist, and somehow call him a failure. When we know that time is short and God has, how is he supposed to prepare us for everlasting life? You see, God gave us too great a world, great enough to where there's a lot of people out there who think that, well, let's just stay here, right? Let's stay here as long, die. No, I don't want to die. I got too many things to do. And they don't include God, right? Well, no, I didn't say that. Well, you, did you not? You're getting close. And then you get people who say, 
who listen to the anguish and the mourning and all of that stuff that if we could just get it right, if we could just, you know, take care of our own boat and patch it up and do all of those things that that we need to do boy the fishing would be great we could be really uh good at it and and everyone could prosper and we could feed everyone and we could do everything for everyone and everybody would be just wonderful and jesus walks along the lake and what does he say come follow me And we follow Jesus. I, th I read this and I'm thinking, poor Zebedee, you know, because Zebedee, Zebedee's a dad. He's got two sons, strong fishing sons, and out there, and he's getting ready to retire, perhaps, and he's going to just turn his business over to his sons, right? That's a story that goes on. Over and over and over again. Happens a lot in the Midwest, in the farm, where, where somebody would come up to me, a farmer would come up to me and say, well, that's it. Generations after generations after generations of this family owning farm and bringing food to the world and feeding people and all of this stuff and that great purpose that comes with all of those things that they do. I had one... Uh, farmer, father of a friend who was um, went into the ministry, and he was proud of him, but at the same time, he was so proud that nothing was wasted on the farm. I mean, it was just a way of life. And, uh, and that includes the little pig. Uh, yeah, I know, it's a little gross. You know how they clip the pigtails? I don't know why they clip those little pigtails, but they clip them and throw it to the dog. And the dog knew it. The dog was standing there going, oh, yeah. It's time for Mr. Squiggly to come right in here. And that farmer was just so proud that nothing got wasted. Nothing whatsoever. Such purpose. And as gross as that may seem, um, well, that little tail bit went Use for something else, gave something else strength to continue on doing whatever it was doing, whatever the dog's job was at the farm. And then to find out, well, my son, who I was hoping would take over the farm, has gone off. Where has he gone off? Well, he's going to be a preacher. How do you feel about that, Dad? Oh, I think it's wonderful. But maybe other Dads don't have that. Oh, he just left me here high and dry. I wonder what Zebedee was thinking. But of course, we, we see that there's some grace there, that Zebedee was a man somewhat of means because he had hired people, right? So his sons left him, but they, he didn't leave them all alone. But try to tell a father that your child hasn't deserted you. Not one, but two. This Jesus came and required something of my children, and now the burden's on me. Maybe we've felt that way, that God requires something of us, and so we have to act a certain way. And then God speaks to one of our loved ones, uh, one of our children or something, and their life direction changes. I can remember when my wife and I uh, 
decided to go to Nigeria. Oh, what a goodbye that was. You'd, you'd have thought that we were going to, to die in Nigeria. And of course, back in those days, it was a little bit more like, you know, a lot of white people would go over there, or people from the United States would go over there and catch something. Well, I mean, nowadays we realize that, that something can come over here and we can catch it. But whether it's going over there or coming over here, whether it's doing this or whether it's doing that, God's Word persists. No matter what situation we're in, God's Word persists. And it is, I would say, our duty to listen to God's Word. Because it, in the end, will, is what will give us life, everlasting life. And it brings into crystallization for us today that God's purpose has been to give us life. And then we listen to Him, and we follow His direction, and then He calls us home. And nowhere in there does it say anything about the American dream, white picket fences, dogs in the yard, or for some people, cats in the yard. Nowhere does it say that there won't be hawks out there hunting your animals, or somebody out there busting your window and taking your car if you've left it open are the guns if you've left the guns in your car nowhere is it spoken of that we won't have struggles even struggles of life and death which we are aware of today loved ones who are struggling for every breath why did God fail, or did we fail to listen to God's word? The fact that God says the time is short. God says, how am I supposed to prepare you for everlasting life if you never expect me to take you there? And it always seems kind of funny in a way that we take our vitamins and we watch what we eat and we exercise so that we have a Long life, right? So maybe, just maybe, we can live to, I don't know, and whatever age you, you have in mind, and then after you pass that age, you go, whoa, wait a minute, I, I reached my age, now, Lord, you can take me. And God says, I'm not done yet. <laughs> and so some people sit in nursing homes and that sort of thing, begging for God to take them. And once again, if they wish to see it this way, they have failed. God has failed. So many expectations. So many assumptions. So many things we have to do. And God's word persists. Listen to God's word. It's more of a being thing than a doing thing, too. Being a child of God means a lot. It means everything. And this is what we are. 
children of God. How is it that we're children of God and you say we don't need to do something? Well, I mean, we do. We need to listen and follow God's word, and that needs to be the chief motivation, the chief purpose in our lives, regardless of anything else, including people. If your child comes up and says, you need to stop believing God, or dot, 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 you have to say, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to stop believing God's word. It's not your place to ask me to, not, to, to wipe away my purpose for living. If your spouse asks you, same answer. No one's going to get between me and God and what God has to say. Does God understand your circumstances? Absolutely. Absolutely. But does that mean, well, now that you understand, I'm sure, God, you're going to get on it, you're going to get on it, and you're going to fix it so that my life is more the way I want it and not the way you want it. And God will say, oh, oh, oh child of little faith. Thank God we have enough, right? Because God gives us that faith through the Holy Spirit. And we look up at the cross, Jesus hanging on the cross, and we realize that he did the thing that we need. We need to hear that. The gospel, we need to hear it. Again and again and again. Do We need to hear God's word because we forget even Jonah, who heard it very clearly the first time and the second time went, even after that, he sulked. So God's word persists even in our darkest times, our darkest days. God's word is there, and it points to the light. The light, if you want to call it that, at the end of the tunnel the light that brings shining into darkness and the light that gives us purpose for living. And the purpose for living is not to die for this world. The purpose for living is to die to self and to live to God. That's the purpose. And what does that mean for each individual? I don't know. I don't know. For different people, it, it means different things. Not everybody can get up here and preach. Because if that was so, who would be sitting there? And if somebody was sitting there, who could understand with everybody preaching? God has set his order of things, and we have set our amen. Amen, Lord. I will follow you. If it means dropping nets, I will follow you. If it means having uncomfortable family relationships, I will follow you. If it means not buying that thing, or buying something and donating it, or not. I will do it, because 
you have spoken and I have heard. Pretty simple, isn't it? And Jesus himself followed that example. He came to earth and he listened to his father and his father said, now I want you to go and I want you to die. And Jesus said, that's, can we find some other way to do this? And he was so anguished by that, he bled, he sweated drops of blood. But then he said, Amen. May God's will be done. And he did it. And why? Because God wanted to show some cruel trick. And there are indeed people who say, I can't worship a God who killed his own son. But Jesus obeyed his Father for you and for me. The price paid his life for ours. And he's the only one who could pull it off. And now God looks down upon us as we have been covered with the blood of the Lamb and baptism and we consume the body and blood of Jesus. We have the aroma, the very aroma of Christ. And when God smells that aroma, it's good because we are his children. And because we are his children, we listen to him and we follow him. Sinners, though we, we will be, we still are. God's children. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We continue with the hymn of response, hymn 752.
We rise. In Christ you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. We believe in him. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in yourselves up on your most holy faith. Keep yourselves in the love of God. If anyone is in Christ, there's a new creation. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, let us be reconciled to God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. In your compassion, forgive us our sin. Known and known, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your spirit, so that we may live and serve you in the same life. In honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness. By the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you to eternal life. Amen. Sisters and brothers, rejoice, mend your ways, encourage one another, agree with one another, live in peace. The peace of the Lord be with you always. pray. Merciful God, in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you embrace our lives with your great love for humanity. With joy and gladness, we ask that these gifts may be for this. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you desire not the death of a sinner, but that all would repent and believe in the gospel, in the epiphany of your Son, your time of salvation and your kingdom have come near. As this world passes away, Give faithfulness and urgency to your church to proclaim the gospel of our Lord God.
to all people. Lord, in your mercy, Lord of the harvest, as you called Simon, Peter, and Andrew, James, and John to follow you and made them fishers of men, so send faithful preachers and people of your gospel in our time. Increase the spirit of generosity to all who support the missionaries, seminaries, colleges, and other institutions of our church for the spread of the gospel and the service of the church. Lord, in your mercy. Eternal Lord, in view of every current distress at the present form of this world as it passes away, give consistency and, and com contentment to your people in their God-giving stations. Give comfort and faithfulness to uh, the married and strengthen them to pass on the faith to the next generation. Show kindness also to the unmarried and assure them of the holiness of their place in life, that they would be freed from anxiety and attend to holiness in body and spirit, undividedly devoted to you. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, preserve our nation with its rulers. Call to repentance those who have forgotten you. Spare our president, our governor, and all who serve for the good of this people. Do not let disaster befall us, but preserve us in peace and quietness. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Father, turn us from every distracting anxiety and the dealings of this world that would draw our hearts away from your blessed gospel and its end, eternal life. Give us confidence in the resurrection and peace of a clean conscience by the forgiveness of Jesus of sins in Jesus' name. Graciously behold and help those for whom we pray, especially Charles Arnold, who has health issues, uh, Chad uh, Sherman, um, who tested positive for COVID, um, Esperanza Gonzalez, at the loss of her son Abel, and also uh, as she has to endure uh, radiation treatment for cancer. Um, Mariano uh, Martinez, who is hospitalized uh, due to stroke and meningitis. And Dave and Betsy Goodine at the loss of their son, Sam. We also pray for those who are in our bulletin continuously, who's, uh, who are before our eyes, we ask that you would continue to uh, bless all of them, uh, for they um, need your word so they can follow. Lord, in your mercy, all these things and whatever else you know we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God and forever. Amen. Remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father,
God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. We continue with the sending song, hymn 721. seated. All right. Announcements? Well, I just want to say we've been having a little bit of trouble getting the feed up in our various places now on the internet, but we're on YouTube. We're now in any kind of podcast you can imagine as of two weeks ago. So spread the word. You know, somebody else out there needs No pressure on me, though. <laughs> I don't feel it. Uh, uh, any other announcements? Otherwise, we got snacks over there. And then we got Bible study over here. And uh, if you wish, later on this afternoon, there's a couple football games that, that you may or may not want to watch. Yeah. Well... You know, my wife is, uh, she, she's still invested. Well, I mean, I am too, I guess, the Packers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Brady? 
All right, so there you go. I mean, they're great guys, but somebody's got to lose. Uh, any other announcements? All right, let's uh, let's let's rise for the mission statement. As believers in Christ, St. Stephen Lutheran Church is committed to serving God by sharing the good news of Christ with all people. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thank you.